Welcome to episode three of the Hidden Gems podcast, where we talk about movies that you likely haven't seen. My name is Ed. And I'm Ryan. And uh, the movie that we're going to do this episode is called Dark City. So, Ryan, what do we got in Dark City here? Well, Ed, I loved, loved Dark City, but this came out in February of 1998 when the box office ruler was Titanic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was... uh, Titanic... uh, 11 weeks in Titanic. Yeah, 11 weeks into Titanic when Dark City came out and Titanic was raking in $20 million its 11th weekend out. Wedding Singer was at $9 million with its third week out. Goodwill Hunting almost 6 to $7 million with its 13th week out. And then Dark City in fourth at $5.5 million. And then fifth, just to round out the top five, was $4 million from As Good As It Gets, which was its 10th week out. And funny, Ed... Those three movies, Titanic, Goodwill Hunting, and As Good As It Gets, all three of those were up for the 1997 or 98 uh, Academy Awards for Best Picture that year. So those were some, that was a strong month of good films in the theater at that time. Yeah, yeah, especially with Titanic rolling around number one every week. And it's not for, I think, a couple more weeks before it actually gets bumped from the number one spot. Uh, when, uh, what's that movie called that came out? Uh, Man in the Iron Mask with DiCaprio as well when finally bumping Titanic. But again, that's that's two or three weeks later. Yeah, it, it's funny. Ed, I, I actually worked at the movie theater at this exact time period when Titanic was out. And when I was working there, that was like my first ever job. And I remember thinking, man, this movie is never going to leave the theater. We had one theater that was bigger than all the rest of the theaters and it was always on that screen at all times because it, <laughs> it just would never leave titanic just stayed there forever you wow, know that's cool well dark city how do we how do we talk about this movie this movie is a it, it's a very specific genre uh, we're talking about calling it like a sci-fi noir flick uh where it's it's you gotta like this kind of movie to really appreciate it uh it's it's it is lathered in sci-fi yeah, it was very dark throughout. You know, the, the whole picture was dark. There was never any daylight. Uh, total darkness. Definitely a noir-style film with how it was filmed and everything. And if you aren't into, like, a hardcore science fiction where you got to, you know, suspend belief for a while or all that type of stuff, um, you know, has some, like, alien type of things in it, You this movie could really turn you off. I could see how this movie would not appeal to everyone, which might be why it, you know, didn't perform as well at the box office as, you know, it could have. Yeah. Th- th- though what's interesting, though, as, as thick as it is in sci-fi, it does replicate a lot of movies that, that did really well at the box office, right? Like The Matrix, oh, you know? Oh, yeah, this movie has mm-hmm. Matrix written all over it. Matrix totally stole some concepts from this movie, and the, that movie did very well. Why do you think Matrix did so well, though, and then this one didn't? Do you have any... I mean, because I... Personally, I saw The Matrix, and I saw Dark City, and I don't know if that's just my personal preference or what, but I thought Dark City was a much more intellectual, well-made filmed movie, however you want to describe it. I liked it much better. I, I agree with that. Uh, Dark City is definitely intellectual. It's it's 
it's a really deep storyline. It, it does make you think. It's not one of those movies where you just kind of follow step by step. It's one of those where the whole entire time watching the movie, I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? What's, what's going on here? And the reveal doesn't happen until really deep into that movie. And it's just lots of question marks. But each move, slowly a piece of layer unfolds. You're starting to get a good feel as to what's going on. Even the main character himself is, it's like the main character is, when I saw it, was the viewer, right? He starts off not knowing. I didn't know either. The more <laughs> he knew, yeah. the more I knew. Yeah. And I was kind of walking through that movie with him. Getting you were kind of picking up the clues at the same time he was, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. But it was still gray the whole time. Like I, yeah. I felt like this whole movie, yeah, you never really knew, like you said, what was going on. But, the, but again, see, The Matrix kind of, I was under, I, I was lost during that movie too. You know, I didn't really know what was going on too well in that one either. I thought, man, this is so bizarre. But I think just The Matrix had, it had a lot more action, you know, and sure. gunplay and, uh, you know, martial arts. And I think it just appealed more to the masses with the high-tech action. This one was lacking in action. Well, it's interesting you say that because Matrix came out one year later. Yeah. And, and and I think The Matrix did blow away or actually kind of, you know, with special effects-wise, um, just took it to the next level. Bullet time and, uh, and the action and, and how they filmed it where uh, in the Dark City – it, it was to me. It was visual candy. It was still it was. good. It yeah. was. I mean, how the whole the morphing buildings in the film. You know, right. I loved how the, you know they morphed it to bigger buildings, different shapes, all that. It was totally, uh, like you said, eye candy for sure. And even, I don't think it had quite the bullet time thing. But I remember at the end sequence, we're jumping ahead before we even talk about the film. But it's okay for this part. But I remember even at the end of the movie where the good guy and ga bad guy are having some telekinetic duel with this floating dagger and kind of is like slow-mo right. and they're kind of like, you know, changing directions with it. It was, it, the way it was shot was very interesting and almost Matrix-like to me, you know. Right, yeah. yeah. yeah that, you know, and I, I think what was, when I was watching this movie, that was, it was almost a little bit of a distraction in a sense that as I was watching this movie, I couldn't help but compare it to Matrix. Inception. I mean, it was just in the back of my head the whole entire time thinking, man, they ripped these guys off. Oh, totally, yeah. With Inception, too, how with the, again, the shifting buildings, that's almost right out of Dark City, you know, and Inception used that heavily with the shifting oh, yeah. buildings yeah. and all that stuff. And then even, even that Jim Carrey movie, The Truman Show, you know, the big reveal at the end of this movie, oh, man, Truman Show took that straight from this where, you know, he comes to the end of the world or whatever and knocks out the wall and that was almost straight from this movie you know and Truman Show was also obviously infinitely more successful with Jim Carrey and stuff and I know that went on to make a lot of money you know? sure sure yeah yeah for whatever reason I think yeah I don't know it, it had all the elements there but I think just the fact is this was a deep dark sci-fi I don't know it just kind of held it back for money wise but the, the critics loved it though I mean if you look on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff this is like in the 80 percent or whatever you know right. like, uh, a lot of the critics did like this yeah, well, you know, the movies it went up against, it, it's, it's tough competition, you know? I mean, a lot of movies, like I say, failed against Titanic, but, uh, you know, not just movie theaters itself, but um, headlines, news, culture, all around, everything was Titanic left and right, you know? Everyone was, it was just steamrolling. When is this movie going to end? It's, it's number one all the time, and, and it got all the press. Yeah, I thought it was going to be, like I said, like in the theater that I worked at, it was... It was only a seven-screen theater, and Titanic was on three out of the seven screens at all times. It just it just wouldn't leave, you know. It would yeah. never leave. 
Um, what did you think about the cast of this movie? I'm looking at the the credits here and thinking back who was in this movie. You know, we had Kiefer Sutherland, Jennifer Connelly, William Hurt, and Rufus Sewell. And, you know, three out of these four uh, actors, Sutherland, Connolly, and Hurt, you know, they're kind of household names in a way now, you know. But right. uh, they were all in this movie. And what did you think of the casting? Uh, Rufus Sewell, I never heard of him. Um, you know, I had to look up as to what other movies he's done and. Yeah, you know, that guy, that was interesting to cast in the lead because I looked him up too, and he, he had been in, like, nothing I recognized, zero. Right. And so since this movie came out, I have seen, like, a handful of movies that he is in. You know, I saw he, he was in the Heath Ledger Knight's Tale movie, and he was in The Illusionist with Ed Norton, and uh, he, he started becoming into some mainstream movies after this, but before, it looked like he was in nothing I even recognized whatsoever. You know? Right, right. Even, uh, you know, Keeper Sutherland, I think he's probably the, the big draw in this oh, movie. Oh, by far, yeah. Being that he's been a lot of other, you know, really successful movies prior to this one. Um, but other than that, you know, Jennifer Connelly, uh, we talked about the, the Rocketeer. That's all, yeah. And again, she's yeah. another one kind of like, uh, well, she's even bigger than this Rufus Sewell guy, but... She in the fact that she's been in more stuff since Dark City. Right. Like all her stuff that I recognize her in is since Dark City. Like right. Before that, you're right. Just the Rocketeer. That was probably the only one I recognized really too. You yeah. Know, that people might know as a household name type of a movie. Yeah. So you know. So I think um, what could have maybe this movie done a little bit differently. I don't. I mean, I don't know if casting of maybe uh, names that you'll be more familiar with, but. Um, uh, I, I would say that's probably its weakest thing there in regards to is its exposure uh, in, in the theaters and stuff. Yeah, I think at the time when uh, you know people would have looked at this cast back then, they would have gone, uh, you know, I don't know. Those you know aren't huge names except for Kiefer Sutherland, but you know they became bigger after this. But at the time, you're right. I don't think that would have captured the audience's imagination by seeing those names above the title. You know? Yeah, yeah. I I, I I do like all the actors. I would say that, <laughs> that I think um, of all of them, though I did like everyone's performances. Kiva Sutherland's performance, that, that one, <laughs> it, was, it was a little distracting, it, you know? Yes. Maybe because I'm so familiar with Jack Bauer and, it, and his characters. Yeah. But this was, it seemed like he looked too young for this character, maybe, or is maybe played it a little over the top. He sounded like, like Igor, like, yes, master. Yeah, yes. I didn't like, I yeah. agree. I didn't like the stuttering of Sutherland. I didn't like his role, how, you know, the stutter was distracting to me, and it just came off as... Uh, you know, a little cheesy, but uh, the rest of these three, you know, Connolly and Sewell and William Hurt, I thought they nailed their roles big time. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, he was a little distracting, despite you know, people might have thought he uh, he was the biggest name. Maybe they wanted to see him the most out of all of them. But yeah, yeah, he was in Lost Boys and Flatliners and Young Guns and those. That's type a good of point. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't care for his role too much, even though I did like the rest of them quite a bit. Yeah, you know, um, other than that, I know it sounds like we're kind of putting it down, but story wise fantastic i mean it's it's one of those movies that you just have to go along with it scene by scene as things start to reveal itself it, it was it was really captivating when you're trying to figure out what in the world was going on yeah that, that's what i loved about this movie because it was so mysterious the, the whole movie that is definitely you know i can't say at the time when this came out that i had seen anything quite like it you know right um just the way it was filmed in the complete dark it was had total mystery surrounding it at all times. You never knew what was going on. And it, from the opening scene, like, I was captivated by it. Right. You know? Yeah, that opening scene where the guy, Rufus Sewell's character, 
wakes up, Mr. Murdoch, John Murdoch, wakes up in the bathroom in the bathtub and he has no idea who he is. I thought, oh man, this is going to be interesting right away. Then there's the, the syringe on the floor, <laughs> you know, there's the dead uh, prostitute or whatever in the room. And I was thinking, oh, and he, he didn't know who he was. Yeah. It almost reminded me of uh, the opening scene in Saw where they, they wake oh. up in the room and they don't know where they're at or right. what the heck's going on. But yeah, it was very interesting. Like right off the bat, I was like, oh, this is going to be you know, kind of a cool type of movie, just the way it was shot and everything. I remember even telling my wife, like, you know, when I watched it, like the, uh, he picks up this fish and puts it, saves this fish into the toilet. And just that shot, how it was, it just, you could tell right away the camera angles and everything. It was just filmed differently than a lot of movies these days are filmed. It was just very peculiar and different. You know what I mean? Definitely. It, I think that that's what I kind of liked about this movie. Uh, you know, the story, great, but how they filmed it, Everything was just so interesting. It's almost like right before my eyes as I'm, as I'm watching this, this movie is laying the groundwork for movies to come out in the next couple of years based upon this one, you know, and uh, how they filmed it, the angles, the structures, um, the time period, you know, you know, it's, it's 2000. And it has this like 50s feel to it, you know? Yes, again, yeah, yeah it did. It did. It had like the old cars i think at the beginning the cars were all old looking it had the these automat machines that looked like some old school type of thing and it was just really yeah. bizarre how it was filmed yeah. yeah really interesting it's 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 a, it's a pretty neat film when you think of it on, on that aspect from appreciating the movie for what it is again i'm, I'm only saying this because this is heavy sci-fi yeah it won't know? appeal to everyone no, yeah no doubt no doubt um so you want to just kind of talk about what uh what happens in the film a little bit, or what do you... Well, the movie think? itself, you know, I was, I was trying to think how we're going to present the, this particular show. Uh, it's tough. This is a tough one to, to almost go piece by piece, because even in my head, it's, 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 it's a tough one to follow. I just remember, like, really key scenes, though. Like, there's some, some scenes that really stand out uh, is the reveal, that whole scene where Murdoch is talking to uh, Bumstead. That yes, whole scene was, yes. I don't even remember when you said it, it was something like, when was the last time you, you remember Daylight or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the scene totally that captured me too when I saw this movie when, you know, when he says that, like, when was the last time you remember some, doing something in the day? And, and no one has any memories in this movie, you know, and I thought, oh, that's kind of creepy. And then when he said, uh, you know, the sun doesn't even exist in this place, you know, then I was like, where the heck are they if <laughs> the sun's not there, you know? And then it goes on eventually to the reveal, but uh, you know the whole setup to the reveal was just creepy. You know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. But I think right after that reveal, it's kind of like, all right, as a viewer itself, we all we all understand, we all kind of get what's going on now, and we're trying. And in my head, I was trying to figure out what's the next step now. Like, how does how does this hero find some sort of conclusion to you know he's looking for the you know he's looking for his past. You know, he keeps. You know, thinking about um, Shell Beach, yeah. and he's, you know, everyone's like, "Hey, you, you know, where, yeah, I know where it is." <laughs> well, how do you get there? I don't know. And, uh, I don't know how you get there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, and then that's like we were talking about earlier. That's that, like that Truman Show scene where, where they bust through that billboard, yeah. and it's, whoa, we're out in space. What's what's going on, right? Right. Yeah. Right. That's the big reveal. Like you know that the city was just created or whatever to study them that's the one part and did you did you understand that i mean how we were talking about how this movie wouldn't appeal to everyone and it could throw some people off because it's confusing 
I, I honestly can say I don't fully understand why they created the city. Like, what was your interpretation of that? Uh, you know, I know they said they wanted to study, like, what makes humans human, right? Because they were a dying race or what? Okay, so this is the reason why I put, like, the subtitles in the movie. They actually, they did hint upon it in the very, very beginning when Kiefer Sutherland's narrating uh, who these species are, and they were a, they were, um, they were a dying breed. Right, and I they, got that. Right, and then they talk about how they can find something within human beings that can maybe prolong their lives, you know, and study people and humans and things like that. Okay. And so that's why they're trying to in interject uh, in their minds like certain scenarios. And I think they're just trying to figure uh, a solution to their problem of how they can start living again. Right, know? yeah, that, that's, that's basically the interpretation that I got to, you know, because they said that throughout. Right. But I just didn't quite understand like how studying how these people reacted right. to the town changing was gonna solve their problem you know I, I that was that part of the movie was a little fuzzy to me but I, I did get that that was the basic premise you yeah know? yeah th that definitely went over my head too that was pretty hard it's, it's almost like I need to study this movie in depth and take it as a college class or something yeah yeah know? but I, I did like how even before the big reveal they did leave hints along the way that that kind of was it because I remember the they left that ex-cop who said, you know, he woke, he didn't fall asleep one night when the town falls asleep. Right. You know, and uh, he kind of knew that there was no way out of the town. So, and he even had, I think he was even saying he had a memory of who he was before, you know. He's all, well, today I'm a cop, or I used to be, and then, uh, you know, right. tomorrow I'll be someone else, you know, yeah. and all that type of stuff. And I love that little caveat part where uh, Murdoch goes to the, uh, guy when he's leaving the hotel and the guy's working at the hotel oh yeah then he sees the same guy working at like a, a magazine newsstand type <laughs> of thing later you know what i mean yeah yeah so that's you, pretty neat yeah so you could tell you know that the they were moving all these people around in jobs and their livelihood and stuff but what i didn't get to uh, ed did you make it were they doing that to everyone at the same time or some people just like one at a time type of a thing. Yeah, I got the feeling that it was all happening at the same time. Uh, well, what was that? Midnight, everyone was on pause. Right. Right, and that's when they made them. Oh, are you asking, like, did they do that to everybody? Right, everyone at the same exact time. Because I, I didn't know if they really did because there was that scene where he goes to his uncle's house late in the film. Right. And uh, we're talking about Murdoch's character. And... Murdoch doesn't remember any of that stuff because his memories had been changed, but yet his uncle still has those same memories. Right. So it was like they hadn't changed his role yet, or, you know. Sure, uh, sure. Or his uh, life, Yeah, I get what you mean, mean? yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I guess on that aspect, it sounds like they, they were doing individual people and just shutting them, everyone else down while they, while they did this to them. Huh, I don't know. Not yeah. too sure on that one. <laughs> yeah, this is a deep, deep movie. It really, it makes you think. It's there. There are just so many layers to this movie that it's, it's, it's. I guess that's what makes it good, to tell you the truth. You know, it's not your straightforward kind of like uh, popcorn kind of flick. It makes you think a little bit. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of when we started this, you know, when we were saying, oh, you know, we're recommending movies that you haven't. Um, haven't likely seen that are good you know this is definitely one that you know is different from your transformers part 20 you know <laughs> I mean, your, your yeah. blockbuster summer type of movie you know it's really like an intellectual deep flick and like 
I love like yeah all the different things about it. What uh, I mean, so what did what did you I, when we've talked earlier? I just said like, hey, how did you like it when you saw it for the first time? And I, I know you really liked the movie, but I felt like you didn't like it quite as much as me. What what would you have changed about the movie or anything? What do you think that what the movie was lacking or missing or could have done to be better? Uh, man, that's a tough question. I think because the movie is so deep, it. And when you ask me these tough questions, you know? <laughs> I uh, mean, would you have changed? Uh, yeah, I mean, because I, I'm wondering that myself too. Like, I mean, there had to be something that maybe. I think, I think what probably would have made this film easier to to follow is that because, like I said, I, I felt Murdoch, his his information was reflected upon me. What he knew is what little I knew, and I I felt I think I I knew too little too much, you know, like. Again, I didn't feel like I really understood what was really going on until really deep into the movie. So I was always trying to figure things out, like what is going on? Why? Why is it like this? Like it, it took a really long time before they actually started to slowly explain everything that was going on. You know, those guys I was following in. And yeah. It was. It was. It was tough to figure out what was the whole gist of this movie. What was the drive? It, it was tough to to figure that one out. I think if if I had maybe just a little more information in the beginning, it probably could have helped. But you know, that actually was, when, when I was looking up this movie, that, that actually was the biggest criticism, is that the little synopsis that Keeper Sutherland gives in the, in the beginning of the movie, because he said, you need to put a little synopsis in there because no one's gonna understand it. And I think the director originally didn't have it in there. I read that too, that's funny that you read that. I read that the, uh, uh, even if you go to purchase or watch the director's cut, they have a director's cut, version of this film that that scene is yeah or the dialogue at the beginning is not in there you know that he removed that but sure but for the theatrical cut it's in there you know yeah and maybe like you said maybe that yeah was necessary i, I don't know I, i'll tell you this one yeah I, I think if it wasn't there i think i've been really lost for this movie. yeah when he it's, said the strangers you know they called them the strangers they're a dying breed if that wasn't in there and you didn't kind of already know what that was and you just see these pale white guys for the first time with these powers you think what heck is going right, on right right yeah yeah this is way too yeah weird you know yeah but again because it's it's like that because uh it, because it is complex that's what makes it a cool movie you know? yeah yeah and you know and, and i even went with the whole i even liked how this isn't like like water boy with adam sandler yeah you know this is this is like I, I a even, smart film yeah i mean and i even dug the whole you know i just kind of went with it how he, the main character, Murdoch's character, even developed their ability to to tune. I think they called it right, where they changed time or yeah. you know telekinetically. Like uh, I, I even went with Keeper Sutherland's theory that maybe he was somehow evolving or whatever. You know, the next I, I don't know how they didn't really go into how he got their powers, but that's the only whatever explanation was there. I think that was a quote from the movie, right? He's like, what expl other explanation right. is there? Yeah, that, that's something I didn't understand. Yeah. Well, again, this is the reason why, I, like, the whole entire time watching this movie, I'm thinking, well, he's the one. He's This is Neo's character in The Matrix. Yes, you know? yes. And, uh, yeah, that, that, wow. That is perfect how, yeah, how The Matrix stole that. And sure, right, and then you have Mr. One. Smith and his agents, which are really similar to the, the you know, the Mr. Hand, I think it was. Yes. And the other guys. You know, following the whole time, and he's yes. just getting chased. Oh, so, yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, Matrix, <laughs> Matrix definitely Dark City. They, yeah. they ripped it off. But again, it, it's it, it could have been timing. You know, it could have been uh, 
whole bunch of things why this movie just didn't get the same kind of play. But it does have its flaws, you know, albeit. But from from a from a like a movie point of view, from a, like an aesthetics point of view, fantastic. We got lots of beeping going around in this office. I have no idea what's going on. Oh, there better not be a bomb in here. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, the, I, I enjoyed it. You know, for for the first time watching it, you know, Ryan uh, recommended this movie to me, and you know, I've never seen it before, and I and I popped it in, and I I started watching, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, what in the world is this movie about? Yeah, you know, I've recommend I've recommended this one to uh, several people. You know, that haven't seen it. I said, no, have you seen Dark City? No, I haven't. And these are other people that like movies a lot. And most people, you know, if you recommend that to them, I don't know if it's just their, in my clique of friends and they like similar movies, but almost everyone that I said, hey, check this movie out, Dark City, they, everyone thinks, wow, that was pretty cool because it was so different, like you said. Right, you know? yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, this is one movie which I think is going to be, it's tough to find, though. It's not on Netflix. It's not on the, these instant watch things that you get online nowadays. It's a pretty tough one to find, but but it's worth a find though. It's worth. It'd be a fun thing to to kind of look for and search for yourself and and have that you know part of your collection of of cool movies. Yeah, it's funny know. too because even like Best Buy, which has like a huge selection of movies, like when I just browse through, I don't even know if they even carry that movie. That's one you probably gotta like order off the internet type of a movie, you know, because it's right. such like it's almost obscure. You know? <laughs> no, like really, like a. Some people, they like I said, I have to recommend it to people because they, a lot of people haven't even heard of it. Have, have you ever even heard of the movie? No, yet? no not at all. Heard of not it. at all. But uh, again, it's it's just mind blowing to, to watch it and see how many other movies were influenced by it that you know just haven't heard about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, the well, you said it before. The visuals were all there with all the shifting buildings, and I love the the. Uh, did you like the telekinetic war at the end? I love the telekinetic <laughs> war where they were, you know using their minds and the bad guy was sending up these shock waves of like spikes at the guy and just it was a visual like feast for sure especially because of the dark colors and tones and the, like the you know the mind stuff the telekinetic stuff was all of this blue and it just looked like my gosh you know it was just visually like insane like you almost would have liked this better if you were like on you know some extracurricular drugs or something like that <laughs> yeah you know it, it's it's yeah when you, when you talk about that in the very end of the movie where they're on that pier, and you know he's kind of in control, and you see the ocean and stuff. It almost seems like, uh, like they, they used, I don't know what the word for it. It's like a whole different feeling when it's like everyone. It's like even myself. It's kind of like uh, you're in the movie theater and you walk out. You know, you go from being in this this surreal uh, scenery, this this whole world, and then you know, like at the end of the movie, you walk out. You walk out of the movie theater. It's like, oh, well, this is the reality again. You know, it was like this, this yes, whole like eye opening, like oh, okay, probably we're, so. we're back again, you know? <laughs> exactly. kind of like that. Exactly, even the, like because like you said, this movie, the city is so dark and detailed, and then he opens the door and makes it all sunny. It's just like almost nothingness. Like the visually, it was like a lot, a lot less appealing. You're right, just right. Back to like yeah, like it's like oh, okay, that's all right. Open the window. <laughs> Here we go again. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's it. Just had yeah, it had a, a bunch of touches. Of that throughout, you know, I really like that. So, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's kind of our take on Dark City there. I mean, I, I would definitely recommend this Ed to anyone that wants a more intellectual type of movie that they haven't seen. It's a really hardcore sci-fi. 
if you're liking sci-fi and you want to try something different, we should definitely recommend Dark City to you. But again, the disclaimer on this, this will not <laughs> appeal to everyone, probably. That's for sure. So, uh, what do we got next? Well, I think next we're going to watch uh, one called The Gift. Yes. Is that, isn't that right, Ed? That is correct. The Gift. We're going to try and um, uh, go over that particular movie. That one you can actually catch on Netflix right now. And, uh, you know, maybe you can hopefully get that movie underneath your belt and follow along with us. Yeah, and I, you know, I remember seeing The Gift once already, but I'm looking forward to watching this one again because... I think I saw that movie when it first came out like 10 years ago, and I do remember it being really good, but I, I'm looking forward to watching that one again to discussing it, because that, that one definitely was one of, that was high intrigue. Oh, yeah, definitely. This, this movie actually blew my mind. When I'm thinking about um, who was in it, um, Kate Blanchett, uh, Keanu Reeves from The Matrix again, right? <laughs> uh, Greg Kinnear, Hilary Swank. It's, yeah, it's it like, a, it was holy one smokes. Of, yeah, it was one of those other ones with a big ensemble cast. So, yeah, I definitely will have to like revisit that one again. Well, uh, I think that's about it for this show. Uh, I'm Ed. And I'm Ryan. All right. Till next time. Uh, join us next time for The Gift. <laughs>